Welcome to the Grow Love Live podcast, weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel, love like family, and live on mission in the everyday stuff of life. Matt Carlson here with Dom. Dom, what is going on, man? It's been a while. It's been a while since I first saw you, dude. Yeah. It has been a while. Yeah. Did you Did you hear any comments from listeners like, "Hey, where's the Where's the podcast?" You know, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of listener mail that I'm just still going through. Just haven't had time. Mm, to, yeah. Where, where you been? What, what's going on? I think they just assume that after turkey casserole conversations, like <laughs> we got, <laughs> we got shut down, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of controversial, <laughs> mm-hmm. but Hey, it's great to be back here in studio with you. Uh, dude. So we, we've been almost doing this a year. That's crazy. I know. So, I mean, we're coming up like on two. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Well, I was thinking through like we don't really talk about it too often, but what do we mean by grow, love, live? You know, we talk about growing the gospel, love like family, and live on mission in everyday stuff of life. Um I think it's just it's good to kind of be reminded why we do what we're doing. So why do, I mean, why do you do what you do? Why, why you do So I mean let's just talk about this really, really, really quick. I mean, growing in the gospel, growing in grace, uh I don't know. I think there's a lot of different things when we talk about growth mm-hmm. that we can mean. And I think it's for, for me, I just get really excited about growing in grace, growing in the gospel, growing in the good news and my understanding and mm-hmm. uh, the implications of the good news of what God in Christ has done for us. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different things I think that are out there in the Christian world, air quotes, Christian world that become somewhat like they're substitutes of different things to grow in. Yeah. You know, even like when we talk about growing as a Christian, mm-hmm. what do we mean by that? Well, it's interesting. I had a conversation with a buddy this morning uh, on my drive to work and what he was talking about growth. He was, he was really excited. Some God's doing things in his life, mm-hmm. but growth looked like, and this is not, this is not a knock at my buddy, but it, it, it feels very similar to the vernacular going around. And it was, well, I'm, I'm reading my Bible every day now and I'm journaling yeah. and you know, I'm seeing victory in this area of life, mm-hmm. which is so good. Good stuff. Like, yeah, totally. Hard good. stop. All great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then there's uh, the feeling and the language afterwards of, um, you know, I just don't, I don't feel like I'm in a right place right now, but, like incrementally as these practices are happening, I'm understanding what repentance looks like now and I'm understanding what it looks like to to be growing. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, those are all again, hard stop, all great things. Yeah. But growing in the gospel, like my favorite part of the conversation at the end was to say, it's not based on your merit. Yes. <laughs> it's not based on your performance. Praise God. It's not uh, because <laughs> we're ruined, you know, like you were dead and that's what you brought to the table mm. and dead people don't bring anything to the, to the conversation. You know, just their so, need for life. Just your need for life. And so now God who is rich in mercy made you alive in Christ. Like that's the good news to proclaim. So it's not based on how many quiet times you had or, you know, is this day one or year 20 of sobriety or whatever, like your issue is, yeah. uh, that's not the good news that we want to grow in of like, ah, oh, man, yeah. I failed again, struggling again, like knocked down. Totally. God, God will welcome me back. But yeah, someday. Yeah. I mean, so there's, there's totally a place for growth, um, in our, 
our habits, our attitudes, our actions, 100%. Don't hear us say that there's not. Nope. Uh, but when we talk about growing in the gospel, growing in grace, it's really, it's a growing, I think of it in ways of uh, growing as a receiver versus an achiever. Mm-hmm. You know, in the world that we live in, mm-hmm. you know, the culture, society, it tells us, you know, it's what you achieve and what you do and what we perform. And the church is, in many ways, taking that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And we just treat Christianity as this, you know, it's a treadmill of progress. And mm-hmm. and really what we're talking about is, no, we're, we're growing in our understanding of what God has done for us, not what we need to do for God. And there's a huge difference between those two things. And uh, growing is uh, an awareness of our dependency yeah. on Christ yep. and to live his life through us. And so, yeah, so growing in grace is, man, you're you're growing it as a receiver, not an achiever. Uh, so that's that. Uh, how about loving like family? I think one of the things that we talk about for loving like family is just in that dependency on Christ, we're also seeing that there's a mechanism that God created, which was the body of Christ mm-hmm. to come and one another, each other, yeah, to remind each other. Like that conversation, there's been plenty of people that I had this morning. There's been plenty of people that have had that conversation with me that are small reminders of the grace that that I've received, that I get to live into, that I get to claim. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another call early this morning and it was like, just always on the yeah, phone. I, man. I was on the phone a lot today, <laughs> but it was great. It was my daughter's like Bible teacher. Okay. And he asked me to do like the spiritual emphasis event at their school, which is going to be so cute. Nice, <laughs> but, but it was like, that's cute. But, but for the so first 15 cute. minutes, it was like <laughs> encouraging each other, loving each other, hearing about each other's families, yeah. reminding each other of goodness, like, and then going, oh yeah, we got to talk about this event. Mm-hmm. So loving like family, just a sense of like, wow, we wanted another to each other for 15 minutes. And it was like, so encouraging. Like I got off the phone. I was like, that was so great. Like, Dude. I'm so glad that guy is my daughter's teacher. I'm so glad. Like I get to know that guy. Mm-hmm. Even my wife was like, he sounds really nice. You know, like <laughs> he's so cool. And it's like, yeah, he's our family member. He's our brother in Christ. Like we get there to encourage go. each other. We get to spur each other on, um, you know, and That's then, cool. and then in the hard stuff of life, we get to walk with each other, you know, yeah. there's men and women that we get to remind each other of the goodness that we have, that the victory yeah. that's ours when we're feeling defeated or down. Dude. Um, so that's what I think of. What yeah. About you? I mean, we, a lot of people have negative connotations when it comes to the word family, you know, mm. and there's people with a lot of positive connotations. We have, uh, the whole spectrum there, but I think of family and loving like family as just what you were talking about of what the, the gift that we've been given, we've been brought into a family. Uh, I know that in, in, I don't know, maybe it was just my upbringing. I heard a lot about the church, uh, referred to, and you were like, it was almost like you were, um, you felt like you were at boot camp and you were being, it was referred to like you're in an army. It's like, yeah. you know, a salvation army, uh, uh, the army of God, that. like I'm a Christian, yeah. so, <laughs> honor Christian soldier. Yeah. And, but really the, in the new Testament, the dominant, uh, I'd say primary metaphor that we see when it talks about us as the people of God as a family, not an army. Yeah. And uh, I love that Jesus comes and he reveals God as father, mm. which I think that was pretty new for, for yeah. the, I mean, that wasn't, God wasn't referred to as father. No. Throughout the old Testament. Yeah. If anything, it's the, the name that we can't even write the consonants Yahweh. Yeah. Like, like don't, yeah, you know, we don't even write that name. It's so holy, let alone speak it. And now he's Abba. Like, wow. whoa, dude, hold on, hold, hold on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's cool to think, man, God is our father, which means we are his kids, which means we're family and we get 
this amazing opportunity and privilege to love one another mm. and to express Christ, his life through each of us towards one another. And that's such a, an amazing way that God has designed things to be. So we're growing in grace. We're loving like family. And Dom, I'm convinced that as we do those things, as we experience the love of God that comes through us in Christ, we understand, uh, you know, the good news of God's grace. When we begin to experience love horizontally with one another, mm-hmm. dude, there's something contagious about that that just propels us to want to share this with the world. For sure. And that's the idea of living on mission in the everyday stuff of life. Like, you can't contain good news. Like, you can't not share it. You can't not express it. Yep. I know that a lot of times we are being, it's almost like, pastors and Christian like Christian books and I you know I'm just kind of building a little bit of a uh, a straw man here but there is a sense of like where we are being told like here you, you need to get out there and witness you need to get out there and evangelize you need to get out there and share 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 the gospel and it's almost like you're being whipped and being told it's almost like the subtext there is I I'm being told to do something that I don't want to do and therefore they, ha- they have to come and yell at me mm. and motivate me to go do that mm. but I feel like the natural uh, like reflex to understanding God's grace and experiencing the love of family. And so it's like, you just can't help but to go share that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe the argument could be that we haven't really experienced the good news so that we don't know how to share it. So it does feel like a have to versus yeah. a get to. I, I don't need to be convinced if I saw a great movie that I'm going to go tell everybody about it. Or if I had a great restaurant or like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm under five ten, and Moses on staff is short as well. <laughs> and I was like, bro, do you have trouble buying pants? You know, he's like, yeah, totally the length. Right. I'm like, I just found this company. It's made for guys under five ten. <laughs> you know, like they're not paying me for that promo. Like I was just like, Hey, that's good news. Yeah. That's actually a thing that I struggle with. Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord for <laughs> people that thought of short guys. Um, so like for the gospel, for if gospel is taking hold of my life, if I'm finding out the, the vehicle of the church and the people of God is actually beneficial, like you can't help but talk about yeah good news. So good. So, yeah. Well, there you have it, man. I mean, uh, growing in the gospel, loving like family, living on mission, you know, may not always be uh, stated explicitly on the podcast, but that's our heart and that's what mm. we aim to do with every conversation and every uh, every episode, uh, that's, that's the, the end game. Yeah. So thank you listeners that are listening and receiving from that and mm-hmm. affirming that that's happening. Um, yeah. yeah, you're spurring us on. We love it. We love it. Okay. Dom, it's, it's, this is probably our last episode of 2021, right? That, that's weird to say. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's our final episode before Christmas and New Year's and stuff. Oh, we got to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> We need to have some Christmas conversation here. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Before, and before cards we on the table. Do cards on the table. Uh, I just jotted down some some questions I had some, that I was like sincerely really, really curious about here with just you. in your quiet time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord, just, 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 just give me some questions. <laughs> uh, no, no. We'll keep it lighthearted here for a second. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So many to choose from here. Yeah, where do we begin? Uh, okay, dude, there's a little would you rather question for you. Would you rather receive a nice but regifted present <laughs> or a badly made yet heartfelt homemade present? Uh, All right. Who's it from? <laughs> Bro, come on. Just... 
If it's for my kids, I love the homemade thing Aww. for a few more years <laughs> as I get older. No, um, I think I'd take the heartfelt homemade present. Okay. I mean, there's, there's not even a, I don't even have to think about it. I want the nice, but regifted. Is it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, that's fine. I, the heartfelt I, stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. I, I want my heartfelt present yeah, to connect yeah, yeah. with somebody, but I don't really necessarily want a badly made heartfelt some present from someone. I guess I would take the nice regifted present if it was like something I actually wanted, not yeah. just like, oh, cool. That's a nice thing, but I don't really <laughs> need that in my life. But if yeah. it was something that I was longing for, no, I think that's built into the question. It's okay. like something that I wanted. Okay. That I, the, oh my goodness, I, you, you don't even care that it's regifted. Great. Do you have you ever regifted a present? Oh yeah, nice for sure, dude. You win something in like a white elephant <laughs> gift, but then you have like five el- white elephant gift parties like throughout the course yeah, okay, of that yeah, month. Yeah. So I'm just like, cool. I know yeah. what I'm bringing. Yeah. Okay. It uh, brings me to another question. What's a white elephant gift that you actually remember and then you kept? Oh gosh. <laughs> Because I, I have an answer. I'll start. Okay, you go. I have to think about it. Dude, uh, this makes me sound like a horrible person. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this was, I don't even know, probably 15 years ago. Um, so I was in a different place in my life. Uh, no God, judgment. God's redeeming me. I've grown yeah. in grace. Yeah. But uh, we were at a Christmas party and with a lot of our friends, you know, it was a mixed crew. It wasn't just all church people, but some unchurch. And there was a, a, a particular person there that uh, our friends had been praying for and I'm mm. This is how I remember the story, okay? Okay. But they'd been praying for her, like, um, she's she's so close to getting the gospel, and she's so hungry for for what uh, Jesus has to offer. There just needs to be, like, the dots need to be connected. So she's just on the verge, right? And yeah. so there's a white elephant gift exchange at this Christmas party that we were all at, and this girl, I don't remember her name, but she opens up, someone had brought a Bible, and this was, like, a sweet Bible. And it was, like... <laughs> Oh, how perfect is that? She, out of all the gifts that she could possibly have chosen, it happened to be a Bible. And she was like, really like pleased. And she's like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> Don't tell me you God's, stole it from God- <laughs> I totally stole it. <laughs> Everyone's looking at you like, Matt, what are you doing? The easiest it was layup a sick ever. Bible. I, don't, I, don't, I feel like it was one of those with like awesome study notes. I'm like, yeah. oh, it was like a legit Bible. And, I stole it, and then it was just like this collective like sigh, like what? What do you do Dude, in the room? You ruined years of fruit <laughs> <laughs> and foundation being planted. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! I don't remember what happened from that point. On. I think I blacked out. I didn't black out. I blacked it out. Yeah. Um, but um, is that the Bible you teach from every week? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of gift. I think there's a wooden wine rack on top of our refrigerator that we won at a white elephant gift. Oh, okay, okay. And there's nothing on it. <laughs> but it's, Olive oil. Yeah, it just sits, <laughs> sits in our house. But I remember, I think Tara really liked it, so Dude, that's the one I can think those of. Those white elephant things are stressful. They are. I, we Yeah, we did one as a staff last week. You know. Oh my goodness. It was fun to watch. Because same, you, <laughs> you, you never the, know. Some people the are gravity like, that comes out in people. Yeah. Well, some people Steel brought levels. like like Apple products to it, and then oh. somebody like painted like a. Uh, That's like, like the office. Re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was totally that. <laughs> an oven mitt and then an iPod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of that experience. So, yeah, I don't know, dude. dude okay. Uh, what? Here's a question for you. What's the most controversial Christmas opinion that you have? Mm. 
You're you're a pretty controversial guy, Tom. dude. A lot of controversy stirring things up. Uh, I don't know if it's controversial, but I was. I feel like everything in the church related to Christmas. Somebody's is gonna be mad. Yeah, sure. So what's something? I think I said like in a sermon a few weeks ago. Like I don't know if it's controversial, but um, nowhere is there evidence that there's like three magi. Uh in my nativity <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> that by the time they got to Jesus, we three kings. Jesus was probably like two <laughs> and not a baby. Dude. And it wasn't in December. It was probably more like April. Okay. So <laughs> is, is that three or th- they're all rolled into one? Those might be controversial. I don't mm. know. Gosh. What about you? Did I ruin your Christmas? Bro, I have to upgrade my nativity. <laughs> to about a, <laughs> maybe a thousand or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Do you think that the three... It, it became three because there was like th- the three gifts. Yeah, at least according to like some theologians, it's three three gifts. Some store they have names. Some names were subscribed to them, but around like the twelfth century, the wise men had names. Yeah, uh, there's like Bel- Shadrach, Meshach, Belshazzar, uh-huh. and some. Um, and then some some say there were twelve, which uh-huh. there's no like Dude, support for that. And bro. others say there's like an entourage. Yeah, because they're rich. They're traveling, you know, two weeks time from the east. They're enemies of Israel at that point because they're at war with each other. So they're coming over and bringing full like caravans of food and water and supplies. So wow, it was like a lot of people that showed up to say, "What's up, baby Jesus?" <laughs> and he was a toddler at that point, dude. <laughs> so controversy, maybe. Yeah, maybe. There's, there's definitely somebody out there who's angry right now with, with you, and or they're just deconstructing their their whole face <laughs> just ruined the whole just, message of grace yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you matt controversy. Dude, controversy okay i've got a couple of things here but so one of them is not I, there's a lot of talk in the church about christmas being a um having pagan origins because of the tree the or, tree yeah. or they're just uh there's a probably a whole, whole yeah. a whole host of things nice. uh, but i just think it's rad even if it's true that christmas began with pagan origins that the church uh, basically hijacked it and made it about Jesus. I mean, there I think that's go. pretty cool. Totally redeeming yourself. Just <laughs> <laughs> when I thought you couldn't get any dumber. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's you know, good. So I'm like, dude, well, uh, we're gonna go ahead and take that. Thank yeah, you very much. Uh, it's like, what? We'll redeem it. Great. Okay, so here's, uh, that's that's one. I don't know how controversial that is, but uh, number two is, dude. Okay, this comes from a guy named. Uh, what was it? Kenneth Bailey. He wrote a book called Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes. And I read this book. Uh, the very, very first chapter is about the whole birth narrative of Jesus' birth. And mm-hmm. dude, this guy, he, he spent a lot of time in the Middle East and he basically uh, deconstructs this whole idea of like the stable and the barn and whatever. And he, he basically talks about, uh, well, so Mary and Joseph, we, we picture them in a cave and just kind of just you know, ostracized and get out of here. There's no room at the end. But he says, no, they, this whole, um, birth of Christ, I'm birth of Jesus happened in a living room. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) So do again, the nativity gets, gets ruined here. No, the cattle were lowing. (laughs) What is happening? Dude, there's, they're lowing, bro. They're lowing inside. So no, he, there's, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it's pretty fascinating. He talks about a middle Eastern culture, uh, being super hospitable, no one's going to be kicked out and put in a cave, mm. especially a woman who's on the verge of giving birth. 
Joseph coming from a lineage in the line of David. They're in the town of David. There's uh, the he just talks about the stru- the format and setup of a of a home, a typical home, mm. and the animals were brought in to a, what a, we would call a kind of a living room area. Mm. And there's a guest room. There's a living room area. And it's all part of this, you know, single home, like the dwelling. And uh, he just unpacks from all throughout scripture, these different evidences and stuff that say, no, Jesus, he was born in, in a living room. And it was, uh, it wasn't what we think of a cave. And it's just really cool. And it's fascinating. Uh, Dude, my whole nativity set is ruined. Just throw it away. No more wise men. <laughs> not in a stable. <laughs> is that controversial? I don't know. It feels... It feels like very controversial because of the, the yeah the nativity scenes and all that yeah. stuff. But you know the the uh, the book he's got like diagrams and pictures and stuff of of a Middle East a typical home. Put that in the show notes so people can go. Bro, dude, Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes. Mm. Thank you, Mister Kenneth Bailey, for that Mr. one, Mister Bailey. All right, uh, dude. So let's see here, I, Dom. It'd be it'd be sweet. Maybe this. Let's spend the rest of this episode. Uh, Talking through, I'd love to know, like, what is it that for you, mm-hmm. like, what, what does Christmas each and every year, what do you always think about? I mean, this, we can just bullet point a few things, but mm. let's just share some thoughts around Christmas. What is it that we think about each year? What does it always make us um, remember and think about? It's the positive connotations of Christmas or the... the yes, the, the actual message. The actual message of Christmas, not... Yeah. Not family dynamics and whatever. No, let's let's get a little a little more spiritual, a little more um, maybe helpful for people here. <laughs> let's give them some yeah, uh, something people, they can grow in the gospel. To stress out right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> just like just some little nuggets of things that that always kind of cause you to reflect and and uh, remember yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I think as we shared on the previous podcast, Advent, especially in this this season, I've just in the last couple of years, especially just been enjoying or reflecting on the silence in between the different scenes of the narrative of, of Advent. I was really poetic. What do you mean? Meaning like the waiting for the Messiah, like it was a long time Okay, and then he comes and then there's gaps in between. So again, so if, if baby Jesus is born, we don't see the Magi for a couple of years and then we don't really hear about what's happening with Jesus until He's about 12 and then we don't really hear what's happening with Jesus until he's like 30. And that, you know, it's like, yeah, there's these gaps of like, what's happening, you know, Dude. but, but yeah. there's silence. And I think there's something I'm seeing more and more that like, there's good news in that silence and waiting because that's a whole huge part of our life. Right? Yeah. Cause that's happening for all of us. So, yeah. so that message for me is like, Oh, okay. There's, there's good happening in the waiting room. And, and God was at work that whole time, mm-hmm. even when it's like, God, where are you? For sure, Israel and that whole story, that whole scene, people are going, when is he coming? Yeah. You know, and some abandon hope, but some keep holding on to hope and keep encouraging each other with that story of like, mm-hmm. the Messiah is coming and this is what he's going to be like and he'll be here soon. And so I, I like to just sit in the waiting yeah. now. So, dude. It also, as you're saying that, it reminded me of just the fact that he comes as a baby. Why not just cruise into town as a 30-year-old dude? Like, just show up, yep. come in, perform some miracles. Here's what, why I'm here. Here's, yeah. here's what I came to do. Yeah. You know, give some convincing proofs or whatever, then die. 
you know, have to have the East, have Easter, have the, you know, the resurrection, all that stuff, and then be done with it. Why yeah. come as a baby and live in obscurity? Like, it's crazy to me. Yeah. It's like, the it's not se- efficient. No, Dom. I was thinking of the scene from like Aladdin where Aladdin like comes like his I'm first always wish. down for a good Aladdin reference. Yeah. Keep you, going. Know, you need to see how it fits. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of like where Aladdin's like a dude makes his first wish and gets turned into like a prince. Yeah. He comes with like all the fanfare. Like dude, Prince if Ali. A genie could have did, yeah, Prince Ali. Uh, dude, yeah. it's okay. Jesus could have done that, like real easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's my army. Here's my entourage. Here's um, the fanfare you've been longing for. Yeah, dude. The little monkey turns to an elephant. Dude, uh, yes. And yeah, they just cruise in. Yeah. Big. Yeah. That's bro. That so really ministers. To so me. the so the lack of fanfare is really interesting to mm. me. So the waiting and lack of fanfare, like obviously there's angels and there's a sign. There's, yeah, there's, there's fanfare in that sense of the, the announcement yes. to the shepherds who, that's another cool thing to think about. Yeah. These aren't the guys that you, you go to with the, the greatest news and announcement. They're not of returning a government at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so that's at least the, the first part that my mind goes to. Mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah. How about uh, you? Give me a little nugget. Dude, I got, I, I jotted down several little nuggets here. Um, but I think of just how Christmas is a picture of the gospel of, again, what we talked about right at the beginning of this episode, that it is God coming down to us to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, mm-hmm. where religion and, um, yeah, the, the built-in, baked-into-the-cake idea is that we there's something wrong with us, and we need to fix it. We need to fix ourselves, and we want to make our way back up to God, make our way back up to to whatever this picture of you know, utopia or what, what was intended or shalom. Mm. We need to make our way up, and the, the Christmas is just the good news of God's descent, not our ascent to Him, but His descent to us mm-hmm. to come do for us what we could never do for ourselves. And I think of, of Christmas is just like that moment of, okay. Like we talked about in the previous episode when that, when the time had full, the fullest of time had come, God sent his son. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. That's like one thing I think of It's just, so that's the guy, the idea of God coming down, coming down where so much of our lives are lived trying to get up. Mm. You know, I love like I can't remember who said it for, said at first, but there's a reason that the uh, symbol of Christianity is a cross, not a ladder. <laughs> you know, it's not ladders that are on the steeples of churches. Right. You know what I mean? But it's a cross and that, you know, the, it's God coming down to do for us what we can do for ourselves. That's one thing. Uh, I love that he's announced uh, to the shepherds and to, to uh, Mary and you know, Joseph, like that he comes as a savior. Mm-hmm. He doesn't come as a role model. Right. An example, which is how we can oftentimes treat Jesus. It might be controversial, right? There. <laughs> no, dude. Following the footsteps of the rabbi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, again, there's just so much goodness about the idea of we want to take after the ways of Jesus and follow mm. him. But at the end of the day, we don't need a, a role model or an example. You know, we need a savior. Um, there's, yeah, I remember hearing someone talk about the idea of, you know, when you're drowning, you know, we don't need somebody to shout from the side, <laughs> you know, kick harder, paddle yeah. faster. Dude, you can, we more need technique. <laughs> turn your wrist. Dude. Yeah. We don't need yeah. swimming lessons. No. We need a savior. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so he, that's to me, Christmas is that, that there's that thought of like, he comes as a savior. He's announced as a savior. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got a couple more. Do you have, do you have any, any other old nugs? I think, again, the only thing I was thinking, like Isaiah 9, just thinking that he'll come and establish peace and sort of like what his kingdom mm. will be like. Um, and I think, like, oh, that's really, that becomes more and more good news as the years go mm. on, too. Is I can't recognize what you said first of, I can't recognize my need for a savior until I come to the point of, like, I can't do it on my own. Yes. So yeah. I recognize I need rescue. So therefore I need a savior. Mm. And then the savior that's going to come, what he's going to be like and what his kingdom will be like is really exciting. Cause those are the things I long for more than any present that I'll ever get, whether it's the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the re-gifted or the, you know, it's the sense of, um, and it like of justice and peace and, and he'll be called wonderful counselor. And like, there's just these different things where I'm like, yeah, that old truth it, is such good news still to be reminded of, of yeah. Peace is in the person of Jesus now. Yeah. Not, not in like a, I don't have to search for it. Mm. There's peace here now. It's yeah. It's so cool. Like all of those, those announcements of who he is and these description descriptions of, of him, are like wow, like that's that's actually really comforting and really good news. It's and it, so I even think of the, you know, great tidings of joy and, and mm-hmm. peace to, to the world. Like there's, it's not a reprimand, right? That is is received. It's like no, this is good news of great joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I take that thought a little bit further, the good news of Christmas and Advent was like wow. I shared this a few weeks ago. But it's not just for one people. Thank God it's not just for one people group at one specific time. Mm. But God's plan was better than what we were, were longing for and asking for and anticipating. Dude. He, like, because of that, you and I are here talking about, I have zero Jewish background in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now I'm enfolded into a family by the grace of God and because of the finished work of Jesus, because he came in the way that he did and the sacrifice that he gave that I could never give. Mm. Now I'm invited into a family and invited into a family. Like, that's so cool. Like, we're still talking about it. You know, Christmas yeah. morning, we're sitting around and reading the story before we open any presents and and just reminding ourselves of like, oh, yeah, like we're a part of something. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Dude, it's a good idea. Read, read the story before you uh, dive into uh, yeah. all those presents. Yeah. Open those socks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple more little, go, little nugs, dude. Yep. Uh, I mean, speaking of gifts and stuff, I think um, I think about Christmas time. You know, we are all typically on that hunt for the perfect gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can come with it, you know, a certain amount of pressure and stuff. But it's so fun when you can find, like, the perfect gift for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I just think about Jesus is the perfect gift. Yeah. And that, you know, like, James 1 talks about that every good and perfect gift comes from above yeah from our father mm-hmm. and uh and so jesus is he embodies like he is the perfect gift mm-hmm. and the idea of a gift is you know a gift is not earned it's received yeah and again going back to this idea or this posture of of the christian life is a life of receiving mm. uh, and believing uh 
what you've received. <laughs> uh, so I think about that, that parallel of Christmas being, but you know, this idea of gift giving, gift giving. And with that, this is my, my fast, last little nugget here. And then you're going to give us some closing thoughts. Uh-oh. Yeah, bro. No lots pressure. of fresh, lots of fresh. <laughs> uh, dude, at Christmas time, when you get it, when you get these gifts and stuff, I can remember you think back to all the, the gifts you've been given growing up and mm-hmm. stuff. There's always something really sweet about new stuff, like the newness of things. I mean, even looking back at pictures of Christmases from years past and you see, oh, that thing I had now for 10, 15 years, whatever, there, that's when it was new. Right. And there's, a, some, there's something about that newness mm. that resonates and goes like deep, resonates deeply with us or, you know, I can speak for myself with me. And there's this longing for new to stay new. For and to, sure. And to not get old. For sure. And I love that Jesus, he is the perfect gift. And we will spend the rest of our lives discovering that newness mm-hmm. in him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it never gets old. Yeah. And so there's, Christmas reveals a lot. It it, it touches and, and it, it, it provokes all these different longings and, and desires and um, it's, it's really kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So I don't know, closing thoughts or do you have any thoughts on that? Just, I mean, well, the longing for newness. Yeah. Well, one, I thought of like just marriage and the picture of marriage is like, I'm still discovering things about my wife, which is like, mm. there's new facets and aspects of her. And I've known her since she was 15 and you know, she just turned 40 and wow, it's like, I didn't know that's that a long you. time. It's a long time, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, dang, I didn't know that about you. You know, I mean, we went to like high school together. So we had like same friends or like, we spent a lot of time to, like in our lives together. But we're changing Dom, right? Dude, we're you know, changing, we, we don't Bobby. steal Bibles from no. people who need them. Like, it's just, we're different people. Praise I, God. I think he gave some people an idea of what to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just love that. Like from a, from a human standpoint, but then from the, the, the father aspect of like being mm. with him, you know, that, yeah. that picture of reunion and when we're with him in heaven and like there'll be discovery of like the goodness of. Dude, there's no way to um, replicate this on a podcast, but I, <laughs> I loved the face that you made when you, in your sermon a couple weeks ago, where you're like, I think eternity is just going to be this. <laughs> and your face like, was just like in, in awe. Yeah. And you just stood there for, for, I don't know, <laughs> 10 seconds or something. But yeah. it was just like, that was classic. <laughs> but yeah, that's. We're going to continue to just be blown away. Yeah. Just if worship is just being in awe of him, like there's going to be a lot of things to be in awe of. Yeah. Like we're just scratching the surface. So scratching. So if scripture is true, we'll never exhaust like the height, width or depth of his love. Mm. So is that an eternity as well? Like I think we're going to just be in eternity going like, no way. No way. Are you yeah. kidding? Like, no, you know, just, this onion blossom is amazing. We're just getting, yeah. so there was that piece, but I think the thought of like thinking as you gather with your families, whether single or not, or whatever your, your Christmas season looks like, um, it's just so interesting to me, all the things that were talked about of celebrating all the good things that Christmas and the Advent season proclaim, how some of those things get, um, muted or trampled over, in the crazy busyness, consumer family dynamic weirdness, you didn't get the present I wanted. Mm. Um, and my hope is that all of us can reflect a little more in this season to go like the good news. You got the perfect gift this year, (laughs) even if it's not like the, 
whatever you wanted. Yeah. You, you got the gift of Jesus and that like is still the best gift. Yeah. And if there's bad news that's been in, in your life in these last weeks or year, that the good news is like there's better news to, mm. to cling to, like remind each other of the story, the family of God, remind each other of the good news and the story that is an advent. You know, we took 15 minutes to talk about good things mm. that we're going to talk about for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think my closing thought would just be that it's a reminder for myself as well. Like let's, let's embrace the good news and remind each other of it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, Maddie. All right. Well, 2021 down. Dude, check. Wow. That's going to be weird to write 2022. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I still write 19 sometimes. I like <laughs> <laughs> Just like a little Freudian slip. <laughs> it's 1920. Wait, wait, wait what? what? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, that. man. What is internet? <laughs> what is internet? Uh, Dom, well, dude, it's uh, like, like always. I love this uh chance to just have these conversations with you i hope so that good. this has been encouraging for you listeners growing in gospel loving like family living on mission the everyday stuff of life we love you guys hope you have a merry christmas and merry a happy christmas happy new year happy new year you yeah.